Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 183 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Carly. And I'm Theron. And we are here to talk to you about all the latest all the greatest in the whole world of theme park news and more, and a little bit about what's going on in our own lives. So what have you been up to? I think you did some really cool stuff this week. Yes, I had some pretty awesome stuff. So I got to go and do Disney's All the Thrills event that they had, which is the opening of Tron, as well as going to the Roundup Rodeo barbecue um, preview, which was a lot of fun for me, because if anyone saw, I actually was part of the filming for the B-roll for that. So it was very funny to go back inside. So you're in the commercial? Yeah. it's Well, I haven't seen an official commercial yet, but I was on Good Morning America when they were doing the preview. And then when Disney oh. sent out the B-roll, it's me like, here's your food. <laughs> I like It was I so like much fun. There. It was really cute. It's a good Yeah. <laughs> and at the restaurant, for anyone that we have a full video that talks about it online, if anyone wants to learn more, it was it's so cute inside. Uh, and it really fits the Toy Story theme. We got to try a little bit of food. Um, they're Cheddar Biscuits were amazing and there's like a jelly or something that comes yes that's what made them so good it's a a pepper jelly i want to say and it was just it was fantastic way better than i because you know you hear biscuits at a theme park and sometimes you think it's going to be the generic they were fluffy they were really well made and the jelly every bit about that was fantastic that's amazing did you try any of the plant-based stuff so we didn't get to try some of the plant-based stuff um some of the people that we knew that did said they liked it but we didn't get a huge um overview of that but i will say the food that i tried was overall pretty good the only thing that i thought was kind of so-so was the pork ribs it was just it wasn't bad but eh, it wasn't mind-blowing either right i mean it's really hard to do barbecue but like disney does really good barbecue which is shocking Mm -hmm. you know like you have regal eagle you have plight pig so i was kind of holding it to like a pretty high standard yeah they can do it you know we've seen it And we learned something crazy on that uh, trip too, is that if you go on the Disney wish, they have barbecue on the Disney wish that is not done by Disney. When we were talking to some of their chefs, the barbecue on that is made by four rivers here in Orlando. Wait, four rivers, like in, that's in, I did not know that. Uh, We learned that too. And we're like, what? And they were like, yeah, well we decided when we were building the ship, there wasn't enough room. So we looked for local people to do it and buy, and like, so they could do it if Disney could do it and they decided it was easier just to buy it from someone. So if you like Four Rivers and you've ever been on the Disney Wish where you're going to go, that is them. They buy it, package it all up that day and stick it on the, the ship. They make some stuff in-house, but they're right. like a majority of their meats are done all by Four Rivers. And that was one of the craziest facts we learned. It wasn't even about the event. Crazy. So I went on the Disney Wish and I had the barbecue and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And that's in like the food court area of the pool. That yeah. is crazy yes i thought that was interesting that they were open about that they didn't make it and that they were kind of like yeah no four rivers if you guys like it that's that's who's doing it well at least they're uh hiring from the best and (laughs) well um i had a little bit of fun this weekend i hit up knott's berry farm disneyland and universal studios hollywood so definitely going to be talking about some of that uh i was at the opening of toontown so that was really cool um but yeah so i think without any further ado let us get into the news all 
Okay, this is what had everyone talking about mm -hmm. this week. We have some very, very big meet and greet news coming to Walt Disney World. This is, you know, we all say be fair to Florida. I feel like they're being fair. They're finally being fair. And we'll actually talk about that in a second too, kind of with Toontown well, as well. There, there and some more characters, yes. finally. Yes, this is like, I feel long overdue. It's, it's crazy how we're like, things are so popular, like an Encanto. And then it takes so long for it to come to Walt Disney World. Yeah. So basically the 411 is that Mirabelle, Moana, and Figment meet and greets are coming to Walt Disney World later this year. So the Moana yes. meet and greet is going to be at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. And it's coming very soon. Yes. That one is coming very soon. April 22nd, I believe. Mm -hmm. So if you are a fan of Moana and you want to meet her, you're going to have to go to Disney's Animal Kingdom. They're going to have a really cool backdrop, which I really appreciate this. There's going to be um, authentic woven tapestries and other uh, props to reflect the cultural heritage of Pacific Islander people. And then we're also getting Mirabelle. And this is the only negative I say to this entire thing is that if you love Merida, Disney didn't explicitly say it, but her new location is in the exact spot that Mer that Merida is currently meeting. So we're assuming that Merida's permanent meet and greet location is going away. I'm sure she'll just be moved into the regular princess meet and greet sections. Right. But if you liked her specific area, it is going in that spot and I don't see them sharing. Right. So I, we think it's going to be a swap. That's mm -hmm. probably what's going to happen. Uh, so unfortunately, get there now if you want to do that, but then also... Maribel's coming. So this is very her casita. Yes. So uh, she's already been at Disneyland. So yes. finally, this is where we can say you are fair to Florida. <laughs> yes. So we'll be able to do a permanent meet and greet with her daily. She's going to have her casita from Encanto that you'll be able to go and see. I'm excited to see how they kind of rebuild that in that space. Yeah. And as we've had her in little bits, we've had her in the cavalcade, but it's nice. She'll be doing official meet and greets now. So yes. that's always nice to hear. No, that's I, great. Earlier, I had said too that we hadn't gotten new characters. That's kind of that was kind of a lie. I mean, we did just get Mando and Grogu, and right. we're getting Powerline Max and the Incredibles are meeting. So that was kind of unfair for me to say we have gotten a lot. But I'm happy to see that as of January of this year, we have gotten a lot. Yes, and then the big news: Figment is going to be doing a meet and greet once again at Epcot. So if you are a longtime Disney fan, you know that you could have met Ep uh, Figment many times but he has been non-existent in recent years and people are so upset because he is the icon of the park you know yes, he's all merch he hosts food festivals why have we not been able to meet him you know <laughs> and i hope it's going to be the full-size figment because we've also had two versions of figment we've had a big size you come up in hog and we've had like little figment that was with Dreamfinder. so I'm yeah. kind of hoping it's bigger figment. I kind of assume it is. Me too. I hope. So. I feel like that'll be easier because I don't know. I, I can't see them bringing back Dreamfinder, you know? Yeah. Can't see it. But uh, yeah, so hopefully that will be a full-size figgy so we can all wear our merch, wear our popcorn buckets, and meet our favorite little purple dragon. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of Epcot, mm -hmm. Epcot is getting... Uh, they announced some new stuff, but they were kind of vague about it. But they're getting a new nighttime fireworks show that has a very cool piece of concept art. Didn't really say the, anything about it, but we are getting officially a new nighttime show by the end of the year. And Epcot was officially named as the icon park for Walt Disney World for the Disney 100 celebration. 
Yes. So Epcot has been a little bit of a cluster in recent times. If you have been, you know, it's a lot of construction walls. There's yeah. a lot that was, you know, put on hold during COVID. And, you you know, you have to walk all the way around because it's like everything is a construction zone. But it's exciting to finally have some good news coming out of there. <laughs> and then also I noticed some people online were like, why did they knock everything down just to rebuild it again? <laughs> yeah. So it's essentially... It's essentially buildings are coming back. It's not going to be what we had originally thought and were promised it to be. But hopefully this means that we could freely roam Epcot without all the construction walls. <laughs> yes. You know? And uh, BioReconstruct on Twitter recently went and got some photos over Epcot. And you can see some of the pathways for the Moana experience, the journey of water. And it looks like it's a lot farther along than everything else. So while they said that's coming late fall... They could push it that way, but it looks like they might be done with that actually sooner than they even expected. So maybe we could yep. see some of the stuff here with the uh, the new Communicore Hall. That might be still coming later because if you've been into the parks recently, it's definitely still just a lot of steel. But who knows? We might be able to see Moana a little bit sooner. So it yes. looks like and we're going to have the character meet and greet experience there again. Um I feel like that kind of kills the play pavilion. I thought that the play pavilion was going to be the new character center. So I right. feel that's kind of the nail in the coffin for that but maybe not maybe we'll just see a different iteration of it but definitely and they also said world celebration is going to be the anchor of the parks food festival so epcot international food and wine festival and also festival of the arts so i'm not sure exactly what they mean by that but if you remember old school epcot they did have some festival booths and such inside the buildings so yeah. i'm excited to see you know hopefully we'll get some of those more like interactive elements of the festivals back you know like the seminars and such so i'm hoping that that is what that means yeah i really like the seminars even for the flower and garden like even if i i've never planted a large-scale garden but sometimes it'd be interesting just to sit there and be like okay next time i have 10 acres dedicated to flower <laughs> right or, exactly I'll, I'll know exactly how to do this like no. It was I nice to watch. I love going in there and they would have like merch booths and just like, mm -hmm. it was really cool just to learn about stuff. Like, I don't know anything about gardening. I don't know anything about that, but it's fun to just kind of, you know, immerse yourself. And the educational aspect is what makes, you know, all of Epcot's food and wine festivals so unique. Yeah. So hopefully we will get some of that back. Yep. And uh, for anyone that's watching, they can see this, that we pulled the concept art up of the upcoming nighttime spectacular. And it, it, it looks pretty. I mean, I know yeah. this is very vague concept art with very vague. I mean, we don't know song, story, name, nothing. We just know later this year, um, it looks like they have some fountains, but I can't tell if those are supposed to be fountains or if they're just supposed to be additional fireworks. Either way, I mean, we're getting an, another new show at Epcot in three years. <laughs> Right. I'm like, oh, just give me illuminations, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I would be yeah. happy if they brought some of those back. I also, if they could have moved the barges, I would have been all for Harmonious Staying. I actually love the soundtrack and I love the story. The barges were the big thing, which I know is the huge part of the show. But if they could have done something with those barges, I feel like it would have saved the show. But I think that's the same problem that they had is they couldn't figure out, figure out a way to save the barges. Right. And it's, you know, it's like they can't move them in and out every day. Mm -hmm. So it was just, I mean, I get it. I heard like also, which is crazy. So like Disney weddings is a big thing. And a lot of Epcot is what uh, people use to do their photos and stuff. And I heard a lot of people were upset when they were doing their photos. Mm. And then in the background, there's this like 
insane barge. And I'm like, you yeah, know, that makes sense. I would that too. <laughs> if I spent all that money to do a photo shoot inside Epcot and then there are these insane barges. Yeah, if you wanted to have like France or something way in the background, instead you've got like these oil bar, oil rigs oil sitting rig. in the way. I'd be like, oh yeah, I don't know about this one, guys. World oil rigs. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I think it's exciting. I hope. I feel like whatever they figure out will work. Hopefully, you know, it's it's a learning lesson, and I love Harmonious, so mm -hmm. I, I will be sad to see it go. But you know, we love new things. And then yeah. also, um, Dreamers Point is coming. So at D23, we got to see the uh, Walt Disney statue that is going to be coming. And so it's Walt the Dreamer. And it is really, really cool. So I'm, I'm excited, excited to see that in the park. Yes. Oh, this is wonderful. Uh, it's a beautiful statue. It's like a life-size Walt Disney. And so that is going to be um, home at Walt uh, World Celebration. So Perfect. And uh, now we can jump on over to the Magic Kingdom and start looking at Tron, which started soft yeah. opening today. Yay! How many times did you go on it? Uh, during the event, I went on six times. So that was a ton of fun. Tried the, it was my first time trying the very front because during the pass order previews, I had gotten close. But the absolute all the way in the front is that one's either my favorite or the accessible seats all the way in the back because they're two totally different experiences. Really? So that's yeah, I like the accessible seats a lot, actually. You got more of like a throw in your chest from the initial launch. And I love watching the vehicles in front of you. You can kind of watch their tires, the tire, whatever you want to call them, like the glowing right. elements of the vehicles. I thought that was really cool. It kind of gave a better view. But the front, you know, the front of any launching coaster is kind of kind of Right, nice. exactly. I like that. Like when I go, do on a, a new roller coaster, I always will do the front first and then the back. Because I like mm -hmm. to see the experience because it really is different. It's like the same with Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It's a totally different experience. Totally different. You're in the front and if you're in the back. And I feel like for Tron, if I am, you know, you have to do a virtual queue or you have to purchase the individual lightning lane. I feel like if I'm going to purchase it, I'm going to probably want to wait and get yeah. that row. You know, oh yeah. If you're today, it was $20 for the lightning lane. So if you're paying $20 a person, I'm going to ask for a specific spot. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't mind that. I love doing the individual lightning lane purchases and the same with cosmic rewind. It's like you miss some of the queue, but to be able to just like quickly access the attraction is very cool. I will say if you're going on trying to do the lightning lane, you will not miss the queue. You will only miss a very small portion um, and it's just got pictures on the wall that talks about red team, but you don't go up against red team. It's blue team versus orange team. So if you want these tiny little details that you'll see, but it's not like flight of passage. When you go on flight of passage right. and you do the lightning lane, you skip a huge portion of the queue. That was so cool. If you go on Tron, trust me, you're not, you're not missing that much. So I, I if you want to get the lightning lane, don't be worried about that. You're going to see it. You still get the really cool pre-show, which I won't ruin, but it is, it's quick. It's like 20 seconds, but. It's right. Cool. So did you like it better at night? Oh, at night, hundred percent. There's no question. If you have the choice for your lightning in your virtual queue and you can do daytime or nighttime, 100% pick nighttime. There's nothing wrong with daytime. It's kind of cool. If you've ever seen those pictures of the sun, the sun, when it goes through the roof, turns like neon red for whatever reason, the material they used, it just makes it look cool. But nighttime to go out on the light cycles and go into this glowing blue and orange aura above you and everyone. And it's, it's amazing. If you don't get a lightning lane for that time, just go back at night to see it. Cause the Imagineers did a fantastic job linking up the lights and the music. And it's yeah, see, really that, that's good. The thing. like, I feel like if I'm purchasing a lightning lane, I would want to ride it in the evening. But the yeah. issue is 
you can modify your normal Genie Plus selections. You can't modify an individual Lightning Link purchase. So yeah. you can't change the time on that. So I, I guess you would have to just kind of rapidly check to the times to make sure, like if you really wanted to go do it at night, I mean, which would be risky because I feel like it could be done, like gone in a second, you know? Yeah. I feel these opening couple of months, you're kind of just going to have to gamble and hope that you get it. Once it's been out for a couple, six months, seven months, and people have had that extreme rush, I think it'll be a lot more possible. And then you can really pick. But yeah, at first, I feel like it's you just have to click the button as fast as possible. If you're trying to get a lightning lane or the virtual queue, just uh, I know. Just run. get what you get and you don't get upset. You know? Yeah. Did you see Mickey and Minnie in their Tron outfits? So I saw Mickey from afar. I was yeah. actually, before I was getting on this, I was actually uploading a video that's going up soon of, we walked by Donald in his suit. We um, walked by Goofy and he was dancing on the stage. And then we actually got to meet Minnie. They look so good. And I really hope that wasn't just for the media event. I hope at Me night too. they can kind of come out because they were really, really yeah. good costumes. And it just that matched so well. And then they had a DJ there. And I know, what was it? A year and a half, two years ago, they had the DJ on Main Street and everybody hated that. But the main, but if they had the DJ in, Tomorrowland for Tron, it was fantastic and it remixed some of the music and it was really getting people into right. it. If they bring that at night, I feel like that'd be a great way to break up some crowds this summer over in Tomorrowland. So I, I hope that's in the plans because the characters were fantastic. The meet and greets, the music, it okay. matched really well. Did you get to try any food from the new stand? We did not. I really thought it was going to be there. They had delicious jumbo shrimp at the event, but they <laughs> none of the food from it. So I hope I do get to try that because I'm so glad it's not a popcorn stand. Oh, same. And like they've had really good food over the years in Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. Like way back in the day, there was some sort of like pepperoni pizza hot pocket thing. And so these new things are like shumai, right? Like if they're little like dumpling yes. um, sort of shumai and they look really good. And a watermelon like slushy drink. So yeah. I was so happy that it wasn't because I, I, in my mind, I saw, I was like, it's such a cool stand. And I was like, we're going to get an amazing, probably popcorn bucket and it's going to be themed to Tron. It's going to be great, but it's another popcorn stand, but it wasn't. So Disney surprised us. I'm so happy to see that surprise as well as the merch. Have you seen some of the merch? Oh, the merch is so good. Yes. They went it's nuts amazing. with it's it. It's really amazing. It, it makes me sad because like Cosmic Rewind got no good merch, nothing. And it was like, yeah. I wish they had this amazing merch like they have with Tron because it is like, I want to buy everything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was blown away. Cause I was like, Oh, we're either going to get retro Tron or modern Tron. And they were like, no, we'll just give you everything. Also this one interacts. And this okay. one includes a picture of your face where you get to go do a full experience and you can change the different types of audio. And then you can take the light or the, the ring, the circle, what I can't think of what it's called, but you stick that right. on yeah. your back on the backpack and it becomes a DJ booth. And I was like, whoa hold on no they pulled out literally all the stops it is like take all my money make it rain i want every single thing up in there <laughs> yeah i'm gonna lose a lot of money when it officially opens so oh yes so officially opening april 2nd but like mm -hmm. you said it is in a soft open now so that could also mean that you might not get to experience it and it, i will say it showed 6 p.m as it's closing time on their website i don't know if they'll keep that that might have been their safe we're not selling lightning lanes after six in case something goes wrong and we can keep operating it. But just so you guys know, even according to Disney, it technically closed at six, which is not going to hit right. the sunlight right now that I think about it. It's not, it's not going to be at night. No, it's not going to be at night yet. But if you get to experience it early, that's great. I'm happy yeah. that it's like ready to go and whatnot. So that's awesome. And then uh, for our final news in the queue, I went to Knott's Poisonberry Festival. Yes. So, 
I love Knott's Berry Farm. It is one of the oldest theme parks. The history there is insane. And their Boysenberry Festival, they, they have really great festivals. Their Boysenberry Festival is one of my favorites. They have over a hundred items, food and drink that are boysenberry themed. And this year alone, I think there are something like 30 brand new items and they kind of go all out. So they'll have like simple stuff like fried corn nuggets with a boysenberry glaze, like a caprese flatbread with boysenberry balsamic. And then they'll have like a sushi burrito, which I don't <laughs> even know. Blows my mind. I did not try that. I'm like, I'm a little skeptic of theme park sushi, but, um, it is amazing. And their portions are literally like a full massive plate. So it's not like Epcot portions. It is full sized items. And I did the tasting lanyard. So you got to try six different items and it was wonderful. There was a uh, boysenberry bread pudding that was really good. Mm. They had, like All the boysenberry beers from like a hazy IPA. So their usual like lagers and blonde ales. It is just a great festival. Have you been there? I have been to Knott's Berry Farm once in my life, and it was during the Boysenberry Festival, and it was the perfect time to go. I got sold, and anytime I go to California, I'm definitely going to do that. If you guys haven't been, it's – I have i didn't visit Disneyland in the 80s, but everyone has told me that it's Disneyland in the 1980s, the way that they do their entertainment and they offer some of their shows. Right. And their Boysenberry food is so good. Kind of so good. They sell their Boysenberry cookies like here in Florida and – it does the boysenberry well. cookies are so good. We Watch actually in the park. Uh, there's one of the items this year is a uh, boysenberry ice cream sandwich, and they not oh. like they knock at all the baked items there are insane because it's all made in house, and it's like that's just kind of the uh, fundamentals of Knott's Berry Farm. It's just like super good like home style cooking, and they have these sugar cookies that is stuffed with boysenberry soft serve. Mm. And I, I went out of my body and had like an <laughs> out of this world experience trying it. It was so good and it's just a great festival and just a really cool park and a lot of you know walt disney got a lot of his inspiration from yeah. he would go there like day after day to kind of just like see how things are working what can we do differently it's also the home of the first ever themed queue so basically why we have amazing queues at disney is because of knott's Berry farm because they figured out like oh we should make people wait in a cool area that's a yeah. theme and the attraction starts as they're waiting so uh knott's berry farm is just amazing and if anyone's ever thinking of going there just know that it is not far at all when i went it was like a 15 20 minute uber if that from right. disneyland so it's very very close it's not like universal studios hollywood you got to fight some of the traffic and a bit to get up to that area right. it's still not bad but Knott's Berry Farm is very close to Disneyland. I would 100% oh. recommend adding it onto your next Disneyland trip. Definitely. So it's like there's not as many hotels there. So usually I'll stay by Disneyland mm -hmm. and then just take an Uber or Lyft to Knott's. Yeah. It's so easy. And then, yes, there is an exclusive boysenberry squishmallow, which I did purchase. Oh. So into squishmallows. I love squishmallows. They're so cute. So they have Knott's actually partnered with them and made a little boysenberry one. And it is so cute. That sounds awesome. Yeah. When it comes to boysenberry, their food, their events, their shows, and now, of course, the merch, that they really are killing it. Every, right. I feel like they and they doing really good. do a lot of what I like during the festivals. They do a lot of kind of like viral moments waiting to happen. Like last year, there was like this $50 fried chicken sandwich. This mm. year, they did a – it's a – baked potato that's like stuffed with all of like the knots classic dinner so it's like 
pulled chicken, mashed potatoes, boysenberry uh, gravy. And it was like this big. My friend and wow. I got it. And we had like two bites and it looks like we didn't try any of it. It was crazy. So go to boysenberry festival. It is amazing. They have a brand new show called preserved, which is a musical. And it's just like the whole history of Walter and Cordelia not like coming to Southern California and starting a theme park. So gotta go that's there. So cool. Okay. Yeah. It is really awesome. Uh, so that's all we have for you this week with the news in the queue. It wasn't a crazy amount of announcements, but before we get to the main attraction, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. The attractions podcast is brought to you by MEI and mouse fan travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. Yes! So, after... A long period of time, Mickey's Toontown is finally open at Disneyland Park. So this is, you know, if you haven't been there, it is the kid-centric area of the park. It is amazing. I got to go to the media preview on Saturday, and I loved it. It, I was creeping on all the photos and videos, and it looks like they did a really, really good job. Right. So I said, it's almost like they did too good of a job because I don't know how you can get your kid to leave the area. Like truly, Mm. there's so many areas and I can just see them not wanting to leave. And I'm like, oh my God, if I just spent a thousand dollars for my family to come here and they only want to stay in Toontown, it is that good. There's so many little playscapes, a lot of grass, a lot of shade, a lot of interactive features. It is a really, really good land. And I'm so happy they did this. It was much needed. There's a lot of space to kind of just like run around, which I'm sure is much needed if you have kids there, you know, definitely necessary. If you got, if you got a bunch of kids, that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing is especially like you said, it would stink if you just bought tickets, but for pass holders and Disneyland is definitely a pass holder park. Right. How great is it that you'll be able to just take your kids in here now? And if you just want to sit and let them go nuts. And I saw a video of goofy was actually over uh, and just spinning a kid in one of the, the spinning seats. And I was like, yes. that's such a Disneyland thing right there. It's just, yes. just playing around in the playground and Goofy shows up. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, definitely. The character interaction is amazing. And we got to see Pete. So yes. he's hanging out. I'm like, oh my God, it's Pete. It was it was really cool. Uh, and then also have to men- make a mention, Cafe Daisy is the new restaurant that's in there. It's a quick service spot. It's just like a window kiosk. You can mobile order. The food was so good. So this is a refreshing thing because, you know, a lot of times you're in, you know, wherever in Disneyland and you can only grab like a churro or a pretzel as your kids are running around. You can actually get legit food. They have these pizza flip overs, flip over, flop over. I don't know. It's like a pizza Hmm. that's folded. We tried the pepperoni one. It was delicious. It was like a middle school pizza in your cafeteria Okay. It was so good. And we also tried the the loaded Daisy hot dog, which had like mac and cheese on it. That was really good. And then we tried the kids uh, pepperoni pizza and they put the little pepperonis on it in the shape of Mickey. And Mm. it's so cute. It's like definitely like a Tokyo Disneyland looking snack. So it is a wonderful addition. Oh, that's so good to hear. Was that, was your favorite, the pizza? Or was that the only one you got to try or was there... We tried a bunch. I think the pizza okay. was my favorite. And it's it's also like $9.99 before 
the magic key discount. So that's a pretty, and it was, it was pretty big, you know, there was a few of us okay. splitting sales. So it's definitely like a pretty good deal. And the, the rates are reasonable. And okay. then of course you have all the attractions in there. So it's the Chippendale gadget coaster. So they rethemed it. That was great. It's a good little, you know, kids coaster. We went on it. I sat front row, had a great time. And then you have Roger Rabbit, which is one of my favorite dark attractions. Yeah. Have you gone on it? I did. Uh, it's funny. The, the Go Coaster, Gadget Go Coaster, was the first ride I ever did in Disneyland. I don't know how on <laughs> earth our family made it that far back in the park before we got on a ride, but we did. And right. uh, that was the first one I ever did. So when I heard they were redoing it, I was like, I have to go and try the new looking version. Um, but oh, yes. Yeah. But um, like you said, yeah, it's it's such an obscure part of the park, you know, because it's, it's tucked away past, it's a small world past fantasy land mm -hmm. theater, and it has its own little entrance to get into Toontown. So it is definitely like a little area that you could totally miss, you know, if you didn't know it was yeah. there. And then they have Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is largely the same as Hollywood Studios version, but the queue is insane. It is the most like detailed queue they've done in a long time. Yeah, I, I am definitely making it out to Disneyland soon. Actually, not just Disneyland. I'm kind of doing what you just did. I, that's the trip I want to do soon is just to be able to go to Knott's and Disneyland. And I got to go see Super Nintendo World soon. Yeah. Uh, all of those, California, I think this last time you and I hosted the podcast, we talked that California is the place to go this year. It really is. And it's like, I know so many people like plan their big Walt Disney World trip. Now is the time to go to Southern California to visit just like the whole trifecta. You know, you can also throw in Magic Mountain if you feel so inclined, if you love roller coasters. But there's so many new things there that it's just like it's the perfect time to visit. Super Nintendo World is still very busy. Yeah. So, like, keep that in mind when you're going. Uh, it is definitely not, you know, it's hard to experience it all when it's that busy, but it is an incredible land. So I feel like now is the time. Go to Southern California. Don't do Disney World. Go to Southern California. Do Disneyland. Do Toontown. Uh, and it's also DCA Food and Wine Festival, which I got to try mm. some of the um, food and drinks there. There's an amazing – have you seen it? It's the Blueberry Pancake Cold Brew. I saw pictures of it, yes. It was so good. So I don't know why they do this, but not at Epcot. They do insane cold brew, not like cocktails, like I guess they're non-alcoholic, but just like really cool recipes with their cold brew drinks at the food festivals at Disneyland. Last year, there was like this one with orange foam. This year's the blueberry mm. pancake, and there's a few other ones. I wish they would do that at Epcot festivals too, because it's all Joffrey's. Yeah, Joffrey's has, they'll do like, somewhat different ones at Epcot and they'll have a couple of things, but it doesn't seem like it's to that scale. No, and not to that scale. And it's so good. I didn't get to try the corn crema ice pop. Did you see that? No. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically the last year they did like a guacamole avocado ice pop this year. Mm -hmm. It's an, an Alouette paleta. So it is basically like, a riff on the corn that has like the mayo and all the seasoning on it. Yeah. And so this year it's a corn pop, it's like a frozen on a stick pop. And then it's topped with a crema and seasoning. I didn't try it because I saw some people trying it on videos and they immediately threw it out. So I was like, Oh, oh this sounds disgusting. I don't want like mayo on in my ice pop. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, it sounds like one of those things kind of you were saying for Nas, like it's their, it's their viral thing. You've got to try your frozen corn 
Yeah. You have to try your frozen corn pop, but there's so many other great foods. They really do a nice job with incorporating like impossible vegan and plant based options. I know Disney World does that too. You don't have that like impossible ribs, but they really do a great job of having a lot of different food items that are all like dietary friendly and whatnot. But it is a it is a great time. Gotta go to Toontown. I literally spent like four hours in there, which was crazy because I, you know, it's like it's a kid's land. So I was like, maybe I'll be occupied for a little while. But like you can go into Mickey's house, you can go into Minnie's house, and it's so cool. Like just walking yeah. through their houses is is insane. It's amazing. From those pictures and stuff that I've seen, it seems like it matches the queue a lot where they put so many details that even adults can go around for the longest time and just find stuff. If you're a true Disney fan, you can keep going on and on and on and keep discovering things. And the right. one thing I want to add, because if not, I'll forget about it, is this tweet, Magic Band Maniac on Twitter, the Power Limes, the candy that they are now selling in Toontown at California is yeah. also at Epcot. Yes. So Florida did get some of the Toontown candy. And thank you, Disney. Thank you for yeah. that. <laughs> so we don't have to say be fair to Florida because they were like, no, no, we'll give you the candy too. So we, we don't get the cue, but I am so glad that A, they made the candy and B, yeah. they're sending it to Florida. So I am going out sometime this week. And I'm going to go and try and find this candy if it hasn't already sold out. Please. But I had so, to mention that. What is it like? Is it like an airhead? I think so. It, okay. it seems like they just took candies that we know like the top five probably most best-selling candies they had in the park and they're like let's just spin and make our own version uh because why not yeah and uh they were able to add the theming and i'm like that's that's a really cool idea and i hope enough people see it and recognize it in the park so it stays around because if disney wants to do highly themed candy i i love that disney has a thing for merchandise some people say that they try to sell anything and everything but to be honest that's what makes it great is because then you could buy anything and everything right like we've just seen with tron and and the picnic basket Oh, absolutely. And they had new merch for uh, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. And there's a new store there. And they really did a great job. There's some really, really, I, I resisted purchasing. There's also like a popcorn bucket that looks like a, like a popcorn, like the red and white stripe, like really vintage oh, really okay. cool popcorn bucket. I almost purchased it. Cause I was like, Oh, this could be a really good purse, <laughs> you know? Cause it's yeah. so cute. Uh, so they, they really knocked it out of the park with this land Everyone, go to Toontown. It is awesome. Uh, so before we go, we want to thank our sponsor, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. And please, if you have your phone out, just quickly hop on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a review or a rating. So if you want to find more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, where can we find you? I am at Theron White, and as I'll say every time, you can basically just follow attractions. I just retweet and comment about what they say anyway, so follow us that way. Yes, yes, and I am at Carly Caramana on Twitter, and on Instagram, I am at Adventures by Carly. So until next week, I hope everyone stays safe, try something new, and most importantly, have fun. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in for our short show, but a lot of stuff. (laughs) 